Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to What the Wellness, a podcast brought to you by the Wellbeing Bureau. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What the Wellness. I'm Christina. I'm here with Sarah. And we're actually here doing our first episode, Just Us, chatting with you guys. Hi. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to be putting the world to rights a little bit or talking about things that interest us. So Sarah, tell us. So we've recently, you know, we met, we work together here at anonymous school in London. And um, we've recently come back to work to start teaching singing. So Sarah, how's that How's that been for you after the summer? I won't lie. I'm exhausted already. It's the second week back. And um, yeah, I'm just like an emotional wreck. At the moment. Girl, I was crying all weekend. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, I've just been chilling over the summer. And also, I mean... I think in our profession, so we're both singing teachers, I spend all day giving so much to the kids because I really care about my job and as do you, right? Mm. We really enjoy what we do. But you spend your whole day just listening to other people and giving them advice and listening to what they need. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I'm a wreck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is so draining. I mean, it's lovely. It's so fun and it's... It's also sometimes really energizing as well. Yeah. But even when you have that real lift and you're doing some amazing things, it's like at the end of the day, you're just like, oh, I've had an entire day and I've had no time to focus on me at all. Like not a second on my own, except for when I'm on the toilet. And <laughs> and then I get nervous because once someone walked in on the toilet. <laughs> you don't want to be walked in. Well, because we've got a toilet that just opens straight out into the corridor, it? opens it? the Which corridor. Is not great. No, Sarah, and there's, let's not forget, it was the one with the mirror behind the toilet. So obviously someone <laughs> opens the door, you're taking a dump, and then you bend over to close the door, and then you're like, oh God, the mirror. <laughs> so it's kind of a panic situation for oh me. Oh my God, it's like one of those on a train yeah. where the door opens really slowly and you're like, Hi-ya. no. <laughs> Could you just push close again? Mm. And then it takes the oh, second <laughs> Everyone's trying to avert their eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, yeah, those are our days, right? Like they're yeah. they're yeah, back to back lessons, and they're just yeah. But I love it. It's just getting back in the swing of it. I think for me, you know. Yeah, I was noticing. So I really this summer because I had so much time. Like I really took time for myself and I got a lot done, but I also like did it in the timing that I wanted. I allowed myself to sleep. Um, You know what I mean? I was really on my own schedule. And then now that I'm back at school, I'm actually so tired that I forgot what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But um, have you done that before then? Taking that time for you? Or is that a new thing, like of you learning self-care? I think it's in a different way. I think partially from the podcast and really just, and then just partially just growing and realizing, no, it's like really important that I can be like, no, I just want to do this right now. And also not feeling like I have to fill time mm-hmm. by being social and just like also the nothingness of, of just being by yourself or doing something very mundane and enjoying that. Mm. So I'm really aware this year, like, oh my gosh, what happened to my precious time? Mm. Yeah. And I'm trying to be more relaxed with the singing. 
like when I'm here just to like take slight of an edge off and maybe not give quite so much, mm-hmm. but I still miss my time. I don't know. How are you? Um, what are you, what are you doing to kind of counter this? So I've got an amazing yoga class I've started going to, which mm. is unbelievable. I've never been to a yoga. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm like a massive yogi that I've, you know, I've never, I mean, I did Bikram yoga, like maybe, um, when it was hot, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, before everyone found out that oh. Bikram is like an awful man. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like just as... I have found this place near me where it's like all about the holistic, like the mental side of it as well as the physical side of it. And it's in this shala and it's you go in and it's like a temple and it's amazing. And it's I've never felt like I've worked so hard my spine feels amazing like we spent like 15 minutes just doing working on our downward dog and like stretching from your hands to your shoulders you know really feeling that stretch and I get so much like upper back pain because I hunch my shoulders you know especially when I'm teaching all day I'm sitting at the piano all day I don't have a back I've just got a stool and I carry loads of tension there and also I get tired throughout the day so then I start to hunch mm. And I feel like I'm reversing it for the first time, like with anything. So that is something that I've taken time to say, I'm going to do that every week. So that's my time, you know, because I've got my young son and I have to give him a lot of time when I'm not working. So it's I can feel like totally torn between two, you know, like just giving here, giving there, giving everywhere. But that time is my time and it's so important. Totally. Do you know what I realized? Because of you, you were telling me about the roller and the lady that told you about rolling your hips, yeah. you know, on the foam roller. Yeah. So actually, I have since then, I think I'm addicted to it. The roller? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I'm getting over my addiction, but like so initially. What, so tell tell the listeners what you mean. Like the. The foam, the roller, foam roller. You know, it's like two and a half feet wide and you roll on the floor. Mm. It's for like. The athletes use them, don't they? Or runners and stuff. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, they're amazing. And you were telling me that, like, how amazing it was. The first time I rolled, I nearly cried, like, many times. But Mm. it was a good kind of pain Mm. where you're just like, oh, this is so... And I actually continually do it. I don't do it for as long as when I was addicted to it. Like, as once I think I did it for two hours. <laughs> you did not do it for two no, hours. No, I did, but then I was really sore. Oh, my God. And then, you, what, you couldn't walk the next day. Oh, my God, but two hours. But I felt hours. really loose. Wow. But also, I was like, everything hurts a little bit. Yeah. It's probably really good for you. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I think now that I'm doing it consistently, yeah. and I'll do, like, 20 minutes a night, yeah. and it's just my little evening routine, and I think I sleep better and yeah. just wake up less tight you're so tired because I'm like so I seven hours <laughs> <laughs> well um where do you roll just your legs or do you I do, do I do my legs I like doing the front of my hips mm-hmm. and the like I just do the front of the legs the back of the legs the calves are amazing <laughs> my ears no I was kidding <laughs> I roll my fingers and my toes. (laughs) It's amazing. I'm in such good shape right now. Christina can't come tonight because she's got a seven-hour rolling session. (laughs) I've got a -a (laughs) roll-a-thon. I broke my roller in two days. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But... um, 
Yeah, no, That's I good. roll and I roll. I like the arm, like kind of the back of the armpit. Is this just awful? <laughs> that back of the armpit, that bit there down the side. Oh my good God. It's a good pain. I've, I've been doing the ball. The spiky mm-hmm. ball. Yeah. Oh my God. But it's like there, you don't realise it's like the ticklish bit. Yeah. It's so, there's so much tension there. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so that really helps me. Mm. But actually, I think we wanted to talk today about singing mm. and why we love what we do. Yes. So I'm throwing it over to you. Okay. Um, we, I think we connected, didn't we? Because we both teach in a very similar way. Yeah. So we... We're very individualistic in our approach in dealing with the specific student that we're dealing with, their needs, but on a deeper level than just can you sing in tune, can you can you sing in time and can you sound like whoever you're supposed to sound like yeah, in this can song. Can your face move when you sing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's more like, I mean, I from teaching for the amount of time and the amount of people that I've taught and the amount of different levels... It's almost like a therapy, I think. Totally. That people come along, whatever age they are, and they are, for that period of time, they are totally not thinking about anything else and they're focusing on themselves. But because the voice is slightly different, I think, to an instrument because it's your own sound. That's why it's so difficult sometimes for people to start singing. Mm. especially adults because there's so much fear involved in using your own voice because it's so personal to you and if someone says to you oh god stop singing then it's like someone said to you oh god look at your face do you know I mean you can't change it can <laughs> you say that to me even when i'm not singing <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it's so personal it's you you can't yeah. you you know you can you can obviously work on it but the sound of it is your voice it's well, your resonance i isn't think it? too just talking about other Um, different ages is that I think it's really interesting you're talking about the adults and how hard that is actually to face the sound of your own voice yeah and it's like you see people as they progress through life that it's like oh my gosh you hit puberty and then suddenly you care so much and then by the time you're an adult like if you haven't worked through these things you are so judgmental of yourself and you're also so not everyone you know but obviously in general people are so not used to not being able to do something or not having control over it or like they're so unable to accept themselves. And it's like, you know, we so often have to learn from our elders or people in front of us. But I think that's something that singing has taught me, like learn from the young kids. Like that's something that we need to take from them because they just come and are like, they're so free and everything works perfectly because they're not thinking about how they sound Mm what they think of themselves. They're just like, this is fun. And then when it's not, you know. Mm. I think it's because they don't have that awareness of themselves. themselves or, or, or judgment. Or, yeah, or, or what it, they don't have like levels in their head of like, this is good. This is acceptable. This is really good. But with singing, I think as well, there's a lot of stigma about, <clears throat> which isn't helped by um, TV shows. You know, the sort of TV shows, I mean, where... On mass, people are laughing at people who can't who can't sing or who are struggling to pitch or whatever, and that's like a co- comedic thing. Whereas actually, that's you know that's awful. Yeah, <laughs> you get the whole idea that actually you shouldn't really be singing unless you're amazing and you're technically amazing 
and you can do all the runs and you're you know do you know what I mean whereas yes. actually that's just bollocks like everyone should should sing because it's so freeing yes. and also who fucking cares no. If you're enjoying yourself, who fucking cares what you sound like? Totally. You know what I mean? Yes, I think that's, and we really forget that. You know, it's such a lesson in, I think just as you said, doing something for the joy of it, I think today with those shows, but also from so many different levels, levels, I don't know, angles in society, you have to be good. You have to look good doing it. And it's so judgmental that we've forgotten about just doing stuff literally just for joy. And I often find too that the more you don't care about how great you sound, the better you sound anyway. So it's like just jumping in. I think also that's it as well, is that like people want to be good right away. Yeah. And it's like, um, you can't do that right away because you're not like a robot or something. But with singing as well, I think it's people don't realize that it's, People think either you can do it or you can't do it. Right. Whereas actually it's like, well, you, you've you got your individual voice and you've probably got limitations depending on who you are because of, you know, your whole biological makeup mm-hmm. and the shape of all your um, resonating chambers and everything inside of your body. But in terms of, you know, extending your range, getting more control over being able to sing in tune broadening your horizons in terms of listening to genres and also learning how to listen to something and emulate something. Mm. That's all stuff that can be worked on. Um, And if you put it into that sort of context, rather than it being like, you're coming along, I'm going to hear you say, and I'm going to be like, "Uh -uh, there's no hope for you. You're a no, bye. (laughs) Yeah. But that's what what, um, those sort of shows... Kind of tell you that it is. They say yes or no. Yeah. And that's, that's not... You know, that's not what but we're dealing also, with. But also, where's the, where's the joy in being awesome from the very beginning? You know, because you actually, I mean, I guess I can see some things that would be really fun about that. But on the other hand, it's like, you didn't earn that. Like, I think, you know, for me and myself and my own journey with singing, there were so many things that I was like, oh, that I had to learn how to do and untangle intentions and fears even. And... It made me a better person, actually. Yeah. Just and a better teacher, right, to understand. Totally. Me too. Like, if you've gone through a struggle of being like, oh, God, I can't just do everything naturally. It doesn't just come to me naturally. Yeah. Then you th- you have a journey and you understand what it feels like to not be able to do things. Yeah. Um, which I think is really important when you're teaching, to be really empathetic of people. Yeah. Um, you sort of have to let go of a lot and there's and there's a lot of emotion involved in singing especially when you get to um so there's the emotion of of you being okay with the sound of your own voice Mm. and also doing that in front of someone else that's all that can be a huge emotional thing for some people um but then there's also the emotion that you have to get that you get from putting yourself in the situation of the the character in whatever you're singing right and then um, the wonderful thing I think is that I think that I love about singing is when I get people to the stage where they so they are combating their nerves because they are focusing on the message and the energy going through the song to the audience and they're not thinking about their se- themselves and their own voice right and you just see 
you know, when that happens, it doesn't really matter about, you know, like, yes, okay, pitch does matter and timing does matter. But I would always sacrifice pitching and timing and um, technical ability over pure raw emotion because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's telling a story. Well, and that's what people respond to. And I think... Um, you know, it's just, we can't, it's undeniably human. And there's something about the voice that just cuts right through you. I don't really know what that is, but I, I mean, I think it has to do with the sound waves and just the literal, I mean, have you read that thing that says like in a performance, all your heartbeats, the audience heartbeats start to sync with the performer's heartbeats? No, like that's there's amazing. this massive synchronicity that happens. I'm really talking a lot with my hands today. You can't tell, but Sarah's <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. So I'm going to just put that under my butt. Um, Not at all. <laughs> I was like, I was like amazed about that, that yeah. fact. Yeah, it's like we're so connected. And for me, that's the lesson. Like I just look at singing as like, what is this teaching me? What is my life teaching me about singing? What is singing teaching me about life? And it's like just that, that people don't care about your flaws. They care about your authenticity. Well, people don't notice your flaws. Yes. And they love you your thoughts. Yeah. They're like, that's yeah, awesome. Exactly. Actually, I remember one of my voice teachers, I thought this was so interesting. She was like, you know, Christina, people, you recognize your favorite voices by their mistakes, by the flaws in them. She's like, it's everything that they do that's not correct that you're like, I love that. We had a, a voice teacher, um, at university who used to say the more technically correct you are the more you will sound like the less you'll sound like yourself the more you'll sound like everybody else <laughs> Siri <laughs> my name's Siri I'm gonna sing you this song it's gonna be perfect <laughs> yeah but that that's so true isn't it you know like yeah. your your individuality you you have to I mean that's what I think we both encourage in our students right you don't lose your individuality or if you're singing a song you don't emulate the person who has sung the song yeah I mean I mean it's to some extent yeah yeah yeah, I mean it's it can be a a lesson in you know how to do a certain technique or something but you're still you singing the song because you aren't them you're you And that's the important special thing about you. And I think if you try and make someone sound like someone else, you're basically saying to them, don't be yourself. Yeah. Which is such an awful message. It's the worst message you can possibly tell someone, isn't it? Yeah. And like singing teachers do that All every the time. day. And you're like, oh, well, actually, you know, because you're listening to talk and that actually happened to me. I think that's why I'm so passionate about yep. keeping everyone so free. And I'm actually... In a way, I'm like, okay, I can be grateful that that happened because I did have to re-find myself. Yeah, um, me too. I had such a um, such a hard time when I was in Cincinnati. I don't even care. I'm saying, yeah, they're in a lot of trouble right now Cincinnati. as a school. And, um, and I totally get why. Um, in general, not all of the faculty, but so many of them are just shoving people into a box and... I think they're probably under pressure to have people succeed and get out there and be performing and working and put that on their list of, we have this many graduates, but it's detrimental to um, that person's like psyche even, as well as their ability to perform. And I became so much more anxious. It became hard to sing. I didn't enjoy it. And I had to unlearn that. And it was so hard on me, this thing that I loved... 
and was not hard when I just threw myself into it became this like psychological nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it took me a long time to come out of that. And I learned a lot of lessons and now I can see people when they start to go into that and be like, hey, so that feels like a great thing to be able to mm. catch in other people before they do that. But um, it's I, hard. Yeah. It's, it's like really damaging. I think a lot of musicians suffer with that, don't they? Yeah. Of that whole, especially when you go to like a college or something or a university where you are compared to other people. Yeah. It's also, it's more emotional, isn't it? It's an, an emotional journey. Whether or not they go on to sing, whether they ever perform or whether they don't or whether they go on to do it as a profession or they don't ever sing after they leave school. But I, I would like them too because they feel confident and comfortable. But it's about their journey and what they're doing now and how, especially in the formative years of children. It's so helpful. Yeah. Just dealing with anxiety and giving them that confidence and giving them that, that space where they can just be themselves. I think also to relate to somebody else, it's like you don't have very many opportunities in life where it's not your parent, but somebody that is somewhat of an authority, of what do you say? Authoritative? Mm-hmm. An authority figure. There you go. Realizing that someone that you somewhat look up to can relate to your anxiety. Like even this morning, one of the girls that I teach here just burst out crying. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, Because she didn't want to deal. There's a part of her voice that she feels insecure about. She's an amazing singer. Everyone here thinks she's amazing. She's like probably going to go on and sing professionally. But there's this one area and it just made her crumble. It's such a privilege to be able to teach. It totally is. Yeah, I really enjoy my time with the students and their journey, like being part of that journey. Completely. It's a real like joy. And I was even thinking about it. We've talked about so many things, you know, before we started recording today. And I was like, I have a great job and it doesn't, I don't feel like I'm wanting very much more there. So it makes me feel and, and really realize that I'm whole in that area of my life. And it gives to me and I give to it and it, it feels mm. really balanced. So it's yeah. a real, it's real honor. Yeah. I just wanted to say something. It has nothing to do with this topic whatsoever. Okay, go on. But you were talking about the darkness. Mm-hmm. And as we sat down here, we're actually at school recording right now. And I can see it's still sunny out. And I was thinking as we sat down, like, well, in a month or two, Right now, it's going to be dark outside. And then I thought, oh my gosh, we should really, well, I should, you can do whatever you want. But uh, <laughs> but I thought about preparing for winter, especially especially here in England, where it's it really is so dark here for a lot of the day. Your mornings, the darkness goes late. And by, by four, it can look like midnight, mm-hmm. you know, at the real depths of winter. And I'm thinking that I'm going to go with that this year yeah. instead of fighting it. I was thinking that. I've been thinking that I want to well. embrace it. Have you? Yes. Mm, genius. I've been thinking rather than, and I was actually going to post an Instagram post, which I will, but I was thinking preparing for the darkness that's coming. And my post was going to be about indoor plants and about how you should start to turn your focus inside because it's you're coming away from being in the garden, but that you don't have to just let go of everything to do with that. In our conservatory, we've just got a load of new um, 
succulents. But I was thinking it's it's you know like they give out oxygen they're good for the air and it's mm-hmm. it's a way to carry on that outside feeling but inside during the winter that's what I've been thinking yeah. about like preparing myself for that rather than just being like oh god it's cold oh god it's dark you know yeah. making sure I've got a good pair of slipper socks a good dressing gown for the morning yes. like comforts you know a good hot water bottle oh my gosh I need to get a dressing gown like a winter one that I this is I've another thing I've been one. oh yeah. my god it's amazing Okay. But get a men's one. You don't want these little flimsy women's ones. Oh, no. Ones. I don't want need a, big, a huge, sexy no. fur thing. No. I need to look disgustingly warm. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to look at me and say, she looks sweaty as hell under there. Um, <laughs> sweaty as hell. Sweaty as hell. And I don't want to touch that. <laughs> like, I'd be okay with that for the winter. And then, like, it just says embracing darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but I love what you're saying yeah. there. Yeah. I'm thinking about candles. Yes. Do I need to shut up? No. Candles. I've just ordered, I've got an order of candles that's at the post office at the moment. I'll share, I'll share with, oh, well, I'll share on Instagram with you guys as well. They're all like natural essential oil, soy wax candles. They're called Bolt and Star. And they're amazing. Cool. And she pours them all herself. And so I love them. So I've, okay. I've ordered some and I've just ordered some more. And they're just all my favorite sort of smells and scents. Yes. So, so you can be inside and feel... Yeah. Supporting small business as well. And supporting small business and feeling good about the environment. Yeah. I think our winter is going to be great. Yeah. Woohoo! Mm. One last thing before we finish... We haven't asked you guys to do this yet, but if you're interested, we would love to hear some feedback from you. So you can get in touch with us at whatthewellnesspod at gmail.com. So send us a message. Let us know if there's any topics that you want to hear about or people that you'd like us to interview. We're on Instagram. You can send us a message there. Awesome. It'd be lovely to hear from some of you. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye.
Hi. Hi there, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> oh, you don't answer. <laughs> Listen, we're here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. He putting the world to rights a little bit or talking about things that interest us. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Sound interesting? <laughs> you still with us? Okay. <laughs> Is that it? God, it's so, Author- so wrong. Authoritative? No, authoritative. Authoritative. No. Authoritative. Authoritative? No. Authoritative. <laughs> Yeah. In terms of, I, I don't feel whole. It's amazing. And I feel like it teaches me as much you as I... You mean you feel whole? You I, uh, yeah, I don't feel a whole. A whole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did I just say? I thought you said I don't feel whole. Oh, yeah. And you're like, girl, it's what the wellness, stupid. <laughs> I'm not the, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I feel a hole in my body. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Say, say that again. Say that bit again. <laughs>